it's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about everything that makes you. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and we are in studio today, and we're going to be talking about some exciting things that are going on with exciting people. In the studio is Miss Carrie. How are you? Hi, Miss Evelyn. I am so great today. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and of course, opening our show today was the first Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davis. And we're so grateful and thankful for her. Thank you so much for joining us on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, 1120 AM, 101 FM. And, of course, you can find us online. But I would be remiss, Miss Evelyn, if I did not introduce our beautiful, amazing, wonderful friend who keeps us in line, our Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Ms. Evelyn. It's great to be with you guys this morning. I am streamyarding in from the great state of Idaho, a bit up in the northwest part of the nation, mm. but it's great to be with our, our Texas audience, our, our California friends, and everyone else that is tuning in this morning at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I hope you have your <laughs> coffee with you. I have a nice big cup of hot java. And when that runs dry, or, or if I need it, I have a little bit of hot water, which is doesn't taste nearly as good, but sometimes the throat, I find, needs it this early in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I have, Kathy. We must be kindred spirits. I already drank my coffee, and now I'm just drinking some hot water. So um, I hear ya. I hear ya. Our verse today, friends, well, today we're kicking off a new series, Miss Evelyn. I'm super excited about this. Um, we're kicking off a new series, and we're going to be interviewing some precious authors from your new book, um, Love Walking and Love Talking. Today, though, we're kicking it off with a show that we've entitled Meaningful Life Moments, Um, and it kicks off our series on a season of love or love seasons, and um, I'm excited about today our scripture verse. For today is from the book of Joshua, Joshua 24:15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for the then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We're going to talk a lot about this today, give you some background information on why Joshua was saying this to the Israelite people, but he asked them to make a choice. And uh, a lot of times in our lives, uh, some of our meaningful life moments come, come down to choices that we make, Miss Evelyn, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm so excited uh, about this series. Well, what has been going on in your world, Miss Evelyn? Work. <laughs> uh, you you have been busy as always. Well, it's just um, um, an amazing thing that God has given us the liberty <clears throat> and freedom and even the want to, to continue with the series that we started in book, of course, I go back a long way. Go back to President um, Bush, mm-hmm. even before Bush with uh, the national president, in preparing prayer materials for people to pray for our leadership. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, the where we are with this new one is exciting, and um, we're getting a lot of calls back. We we sold out with books, and they're supposed to bring us ten cases today. Awesome. Uh, 
and we um, we're on the road to uh, uh, organizations that will help people learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. And pray for our nation, pray for our families, and it's going to be exciting. Brian Allred and Trey Kent put out their new book last week, and it is filled with with things. And we're uh, Brian will be one of the speakers that we will be uh, authors that we'll be introducing. And it's um, it's a time in America when people are confused and they're hurting mm-hmm. and they're mad mm-hmm. and they need help. And we know the greatest help is the Lord Jesus. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to polish his boots and go to work. That's what you always say, reporting for duty, right, Miss Evelyn? That's right. That's what you have to do every single day. I can't believe that we are here at the end of July. What in the world? Where has this? Where has 2020 gone? I I know most of us are ready to see 2020 go bye bye, um, because it has been such a crazy, crazy time. And I know that as we approach the start of school, that's going to look different for a lot of people. Um, I know some people still don't know what that's going to look like for them. Uh, some schools are starting late. Some are starting early. Some are online. Some are kind of a blend of in-person and and online as we navigate this new normal for our families and we move through life's various stages it's important for us to remember that we are who we are because of our of our lord and savior because Mm -hmm. of god that we are who we are it's because of him that we have that we even have all of these great things in life and i know right now it's so easy for us to get bogged down in a lot of the negative, um, but he is there for us But in the good. He's there for us in the bad, and even when th- things, you know, seem to be taking a turn for the worst, God never abandons us, and he's still in control, friends. Mm-hmm. This is all part of his plan for you and me, right? And Miss Evelyn, sometimes we may not know why until we get to heaven, mm-hmm. Um, But as we begin this series on love seasons today, we're going to take a look at some meaningful life moments that shape our heart, our faith, and our lives. All right. Well, we heard what's going on in Miss Evelyn's world. What about you, Kathy? What's, What's been going on with you? You know, I'm just trying to enjoy what feels like the last moments of summer. I, I know right? that we're mm-hmm. not finished with uh, July yet, and we have about a month before school starts. But I'm like you, Carrie. I, I just feel like summer's pretty much over. And, you know, I've switched gears lately because, like so many, uh, and, and Carrie, you voice this as well, I just think, okay, I'm ready for 2020 to be over. Okay, Lord, I've about had enough. But in going through and looking at this series that we are kicking off today and looking at the love season principles and especially today's program about meaningful life moments, one of the things that is really um, kind of that God is pressing into me again and again and again is that we must be present. And while 2020 has felt uncomfortable and um, yucky, I guess, if I want to <laughs> use this. My sweet little adorable niece is two years old, and her favorite words are, no yucky. No yucky. And, <laughs> no yucky. And so she just says this, you know, if there's something, if you ask her, you know, would you 
would you like to, to go outside or would you like an orange? Or it, And if the answer is no, it's not just no, it's no yucky. So, you know, I completely 100% do not like this. And so I kind of feel like 2020 is a no yucky kind of year. But uh, in, in pressing into meaningful life moments, we have to be present. We can't just want it over. And I think God is saying, hey, this no yucky is a pivotal moment. We have to be present. He is calling out his daughters and his sons, his church, his bride to be present, to not uh, run from this situation, to not hide from this situation and and to really take a look at, hey, what have I brought you through to prepare you to step into this moment? And I think, friends, he has done so many things to prepare us for this moment. And, you know, I think about a few years ago when all of us, there was this big kick on, oh, what one word are we going to look at, at that we want Christ to develop in us? Is it patience? Is it joy? Well, what is God doing with that one word this year in 2020? You know, let's get out of the classroom and let's let's get into the field trip and press into what God has prepared us for because this is a pivotal moment it is a meaningful life moment for each of us and we need to get in there and make a profound difference and I, I tell you I you know my girls they are just kind of um, doing life we're trying to really educate them and 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 you know help them to understand they have a voice. But my oldest, Carrie, she says, you know, Mom, my voice is chemistry. And so what what she's doing over the summer, she's been teaching a a chemistry class to incoming 10th graders to try and teach them all these really big principles of of chemistry because uh, when they go into the 10th grade at Ambrose, they have a dual credit class. So it's a college-level course that they can take, and she wants everyone to ace that course so that their first college-level uh, course that they take, they get an A in. And so she's been having a great time with that. Eric and I have been going on to long walks. I um, have been getting back into the gym, which is not, you know, Carrie, you love the gym. I do not feel <laughs> such an affinity for the place. But as I'm approaching 50, I find I'm going to have to learn to enjoy it. And so that's what I, I'm attempting that Good at the moment. Good for you. Good for you. Stepping yeah. out, sister. That's excellent. <laughs> well, I, I actually got to spend uh, the weekend, last weekend, in the gym, in the basketball gym with my son. He got invited to play on uh, one of the top teams in Texas last weekend at a tournament in San Antonio. Boy, that was big boy basketball, ladies. It was so, so fun. What an absolute blast we had uh, watching him play, watching him do his thing um, with guys that that he didn't know. And uh, we just constantly tell him, you know, but this is your mission field. This is your way to show others that you're different and um, in a good way um, and to show them the love of Christ through your game and to glorify God with your talents and abilities. Um, he has not dunked the basketball in a game yet, but, uh, he got some sweet dunks and warm-ups. Um, so, um, he left, uh, the dunking up to his teammates, uh, this past weekend, but really, really fun to watch him play. You know, friends, um, that's a meaningful life moment for mm-hmm. us, uh, from the mountains to the molehills, from the messy to the immaculate, uh, and from the mundane to the miraculous. 
God is in every detail of our lives. Okay, Miss Evelyn, I want to do kind of a little rapid fire with you okay. um, and ask you just a couple of questions about some meaningful life moments for you. Um, you know, over the years, you've told us this story about how when you were young, a uh, doctor told you that they didn't think you would ever be able to have children. Um, and so that was something that you had kind of hidden in your heart and it was a little bit painful for you. Um, but then all of a sudden, uh, the Lord blessed you. Do you remember? I'm sure this was a meaningful life moment. I can't wait to hear the answer to this question. Do you remember where you were when you realized you were pregnant for the first time? Well, it was in the doctor's office. Uh, oh, okay. We had moved from California. and had uh, gotten his uh, discharge, and uh, we moved back to Lufkin. Okay. Uh, so that he could go back to Nacogdoches uh, to college. And get his degree, and um, I I got sick. I I just got sick to my stomach, and two or three times I just run to the bathroom, and so I went to the doctor, and the doctor had been our neighbor for twenty years uh, before Van and I got married. Oh, I love that. Uh, and when I went in, he said, "What's wrong with you? You trying to get you know adjust to Texas life again? You know how they mm-hmm. do you in the, mm-hmm. out there in the country." <laughs> And I said, I don't know, but I'm sick. And I said, I we went through uh, bed caverns, and I couldn't go in because I wasn't feeling good. Uh, and so I named two or three things. And so he said, Well, let's uh, let's get you dressed out, and we'll see. And anyway, he came back in there laughing, and he said, um, Will you believe me if I told you you were pregnant? And I said, No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> And he laughed, and he laughed. He thought it was so funny. But I tell you, that first six weeks, I thought I was going to die. I bet you did, especially. I I was so thrilled. But it was such two major changes at one time, moving from California Mm -hmm. uh, back to the East Texas Mm -hmm. and adjusting to the hot weather and all that. You know, it it was pretty grueling. (laughs) And I look back on that and think, Lord, you are just funny sometimes. You like to pull little tricks or, you know, just women talk. But that uh, was a moment that I never thought I'd I'd experience. And since after David was born, uh, six years later, we had Danny. And uh, we... uh, we have done well with two boys. I wanted a girl, but we got boys, and we we have a good relationship with our with our both of our boys. And I look at it now, uh, kind of. I was just a little bit dumb. <laughs> well, no, no, you just were maybe naive. You just didn't. <laughs> it didn't even cross your mind. Well, but you for, know, the thing is, is grace gives you a surprise every once in a while. Look for it. Oh, absolutely. We'll be looking for some more great surprises when we return to Love Talk right after this as we continue our discussion on meaningful life moments when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back to Love Talk, friends, here on The Bridge. Today's Christian Talk, 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, live streaming on thebridgeaustin.com. Friends, you can always go to our our uh, archives at lovetalknetwork.com. If you ever miss a show or want to share it with a friend, uh, we are always there for you. Well, thank you for joining us this beautiful Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Friends, if you're uh, joining us from California, 7 a.m., good on you. I hope you have that cup of coffee 
with you. We are talking today about meaningful life moments. We are kicking off this incredible series called The Love Season. You know, because some of us feel like the season we are in uh, has anything, has, has to do with anything but love. But that is not what God calls us to. God says, hey, if you are about my business, you are about the business of love. Uh, loving me, loving yourself, loving others. And so we're stepping into these meaningful life moments. And, you know, sometimes these moments can be planned, sometimes like 2020, very unplanned. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, our, our lives are enriched by these moments that define certain times in our lives. Uh, you know, sometimes we look back on them with joy and happiness. Sometimes the joy that we have is from the experience. Sometimes it's from what we learned through the experience and how God grew us. You know, I think about uh, when I think about my meaningful life moments, I think about, you know, maybe weddings, uh, graduations, vacations that we've had together as a family. Um, you know, for some of you ladies, it might be your honeymoon. That was probably a pretty meaningful life moment for you sharing that special time in your life with your new spouse. You know, there's birthdays, anniversaries, various celebrations. If you have a teen uh, or if you remember back to being a teen yourself, it might be when you got that first driver's license and started to experience freedom. You know, it's always nice when we can when plan these meaningful moments. Um, these planned life moments, you know, they're typically special, joyous occasions, obviously for planning something. Generally, we're looking forward to that in, in anticipation. But, you know, there, there are times that we absolutely did not plan a meaningful life moment. It just happened and it may not be a special occasion, but we don't have to throw up our hands in defeat. We can throw up our hands to God. Mm-hmm and look to see what he's going to do with that moment. You know, I found this quote from this movie. It's kind of this obscure movie, 1998 movie called Fallen. And the main character in that movie at one point says these words, there are moments which mark your life. Moments when you realize nothing will ever be the same and time is divided into two parts, before this and after this. And, you know, as I as I prepared this show, I started thinking about that. You know, that's really true. A lot of times we think about, well, what happened before and what happened after. So I just went through um, kind of some 20th and 21st century marked events. All right. 19, October 24th, 1929, stock market crash that threw the American economy into just an absolute um, nightmarish <clears throat> um few years there as the economy rec- recovered. Uh, December 7th, 1941, mm-hmm. Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, right? That's mm-hmm. um, definitely a date that many still remember. Miss um, Evelyn, mm-hmm. do you remember where you were on November 22nd, 1963, when JFK was assassinated? No, I don't. I was thinking about that last night, and... Um, uh, I got a little bit confused about it, but, you know, when you look back at the major events in your life, sometimes the Lord takes away that memory, uh, and, and I don't think that's what he did. I think just, I was just tired and seeping. <laughs> but I, I, that thought crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just don't realize the value mm. that comes to us if we listen to what 
you know, what's going on, but then listen to the Lord Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, I'm sure some people remember uh, January of 1973 when abortion was legalized in the United States. Um, That was a big pivotal moment before this, Mm -hmm. after this kind of moment. Um, All right, 1977, Elvis died. I know that was a big deal for many. (laughs) The shaking of the hips and the new music, boy. Um, 1986, I remember this. I remember sitting January 26th. I didn't know the, the specific date, but it was January 28th, 1986. I remember sitting in class and watching the space shuttle take mm-hmm. off space shuttle challenger take off on tv and then it exploded and i remember that do you remember that Kath? yeah i i remember that <laughs> i actually when i went to college three years later one of the professors that i had her daughter had been on mm. the that the shuttle oh really wow uh-huh. um you know i remember um I was in graduate school. Well, I actually, I was just about to graduate from college in April of 1995 when the Oklahoma City um, Federal Building was bombed. And that was kind of a, I mean, that was a major, major deal because, you know, mm-hmm. we all felt safe here. And then in 1995 when this happened, I think it started really resonating with people that, um, you know, to be careful and that there are people who who want to hurt others in this world unfortunately and then the columbine shootings were four years Mm. after that uh that was horrific and tragic and it was kind of a you know one of those moments uh, before this and after this moment and then of course september 11th uh 2001 with um the terrorist attacks on the world trade center and the pentagon uh that day um just i I remember exactly where i was when that happened you know um, I was teaching. I was teaching at Blinn already, and coaching at Blinn, and and then of course, you know, we got this pandemic in 2020. Uh, you know, all of these kind of before and after markers um, in our lives, uh, friends. I just have to ask, you know, do any of these resonate with you? And these are worldly events. Um, and you know, Kathy, I know that a lot of times we we look at these worldly events, but we also look at personal things as well. You know, that's so true. I think that, um, you know, God has kind of placed us in this world. And so significant events that happen, they they obviously impact our lives. We're all connected. But sometimes things impact our lives personally that it feels like the world is completely um, just immune to. It doesn't seem like anyone else cares, even though our world is either being completely shaken or there's a huge celebration. And I think one of the things that I love about our God is that he is a personal God. And so when we have these these uh, personal life moments, he is present there for the celebration. And he is present there to hold us and help us through the difficulty. You know, uh, you might, maybe some of you, many of you in the United States might think about life before or after uh, a divorce. Whether you were a child and your parents got a divorce or you're an adult and, um, and you had a marriage that you had great hopes for and in divorce. Uh, you know, I think personally, maybe before we moved because of a, a dad's job transfer, life before the move and then life after the move. 
thinking maybe about your faith journey before college and after college. Uh, maybe what life was like before children and after children. Um, friends, I know a lot of you, a lot of us have had death of a, of a spouse, a, a parent, a child, and we can very clearly remember that moment in life before the death of that loved one and after. We might think maybe some of the fun things, the moment before I fell in love, and after, and how vivid our world became when that deep love entered our lives. Um, maybe life before I got my dream job, and after I got my dream job, before I started exercising. <laughs> this one hits close to home. This is for a new me. one and for after. you, Kath, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, all of these are really defining moments that can mark our lives, moments that when we realize that nothing will ever be the same again. Mm -hmm. And these defining moments recount the history of our lives. And that brings us to our text in the Bible this morning, Carrie. You know, friends, um, we are going to be in the book of Joshua, which is in the Old Testament, <clears throat> Joshua chapter 24. And there's 18 verses here, um, Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 18. I am not going to read every single one of those verses to you. What I'd like to do is I'd like to basically give you a summary of what what's going on. So we have Joshua. He's standing in front of the Israelite people, and he's basically challenging them at this point. He's recounting the things that have gone on. Uh, throughout the history of the Israelites. Mm -hmm. And this, Evelyn, this is what, um, I guess, really impacted me. 18 short verses. Mm -hmm. He recounts to the Israelites their history. Well, you and I both know. It was much longer. I mean, than eight, you know, it's it's hundreds of years. And and yet, he he succinctly puts it into 18 verses, and it reminds the Israelites of these defining moments that have marked their journey as God's people. And and when I read this text, I was just so, um, I, I just marveled at the writer's ability to profoundly and concisely re recall these defining moments in the Israelites' journey, moments that truly marked these befores and afters of their life together. So, Miss Evelyn, it got to me to thinking, if I only had 18 verses to mark my life moments, defining moments in my life, which 18 things would I choose? And uh, I don't think I got 18 here. Let me see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I got 12, okay? I'm sure I could come up with six more. Um, <clears throat> but in short, here's a few for you guys um, that just came to mind for me as defining life moments. My profession of faith in Christ when I was six years old, that's really one of my first memories, honestly. I don't know if I remember much before that. Um, youth group as a teenager was big for me. Like I loved, that was a huge part of my life, and I loved that so much. Um, the opportunity to play college basketball at a school I had never heard of in a little bitty town called Georgetown, Texas that I'd never heard of. Um, <clears throat> but the opportunity to play college basketball, all of those were obviously happy moments for me. There are some life markers for me that are not very happy, but they are obviously things that um, are part of my journey. Uh, you know, going um, to a party with a teammate when I was in college and 
taking my first sip of alcohol, which was a bad thing for me. It really led me down a path of self-loathing, promiscuity, self-doubt, embarrassment, um, and really a time in my life that was that was not super joyful. Uh, Straying from the church, um, eventually meeting the man that I would marry, which was a fantastic um, addition to that time, getting married, recommitting my life to Christ. Then my first job as a basketball coach and having children, those are all beautiful life markers for me. Um, And Miss Evelyn, if you only had 18 verses to write your defining life moments, what would you include? You know, that is so hard when you get old to go back and run that category. <laughs> Miss Evelyn, I know. That's like, that's really difficult, right? Uh, well, You're no. 89, and for you to only have 18 life markers, that's... Uh, well, you know, it uh, depends on where your pain is for the day. Okay. You, you have to, you know, you, you just can't expect to do at 89 years old... Uh, what you did at 65. That's and right. I'm I'm adjusting. I have I'm not going to lie. I have I to be honest. I'm adjusting. But you know the thing that I have noticed in in my life is about the time I think I got it all together, something happens. Oh, Miss Evelyn. And I feel that way about this virus that we have that mm. is just sweeping our nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not. You know, barnyard stuff. It is mm-hmm. in the air, and ha- you don't see it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, if I had to make some lists, uh, I have a, an outline that I have used the last uh, eight or ten years, and it's called the ABCs of a Godly Life. Mm-hmm. And it starts with an A, and it says always put God first in everything. And this is like taking a, a test or going before the judge. Mm-hmm. If you if you write down what it is that God is dealing with in your life at the moment, mm. uh, be a blessing to all you have, with, um, and you have many friends. You've got to bless all of them. You can't just cut yourself off. Mm-hmm. And there've been times I've had to do that, but I've done this since nineteen and um, oh gosh, I can't remember what year it was. It was when we did the very first big event at the Capitol. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just evident to me that people really needed help in the area of defining who they are and being who it is that Jesus Christ wants them to be. And so I had tw- 10 men that I um, met one, twice a month. And they it started out with an older couple, and then the lady left, and the guy got a friend, and finally we end up, I think, at the end of the year, we had about 15 men. And it got to the point that I had to have someone else help me. And so I had a friend that came and made notes and things. And so every, once a month, we met at a restaurant and went through what it is that can make your life better and wholesome and profitable to the Lord Jesus. And so this was what I came up with at that time. But it has been a guard for me all these years. I look down, mm-hmm. I open the door wide when opportunity knocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Miss Evelyn, you know, just just these few things that that you've mentioned here, you know, you wrap your life around the very first thing that you said. You always put God first in everything. And so, you know, as you 
travel on your new life markers and your new memorable mm-hmm. moments, those are all wrapped in putting God first, mm-hmm. um, even if it's something that's planned or unplanned. You know, some of your your health, uh, journey, you know, obviously your health journeys have, yeah. have not been planned. Um, but putting God first in your marriage, putting God first with your with your children and and just the way that you that you pray, that you write books, that you love on people, that has defined your life moments. Well, it has, and it you know you you have to work at it. It just doesn't happen by magic. Mm. You know, it's it's like uh, when you're you know you have a, you know, a little one, and it, it comes time to teach him how to go to the bathroom. That's what my <laughs> <laughs> granddaughter's doing right now. She's trying to get she has twins and and then a little five year old, and you know life changes with the moments that we're living, mm-hmm. uh, one way or the other. You can take it to the Lord and really work on it. But, you know, one of the things that has stayed with me all these years is that another outline that I did. It's called the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. There are six times in the Old Testament that Jesus says, my people got my eye on them, mm-hmm. and they are the value of my eye. We, we just did a show on that, Miss Evelyn. Um, our, our wonderful listeners can go back and look in the archives and find that show, mm-hmm. Apple of My Eye, for sure. Thank you, Miss Evelyn. And now, Kathy, you know, Joshua just so succinctly writes these simple 18 verses. <laughs> if, um, if you only had 18 verses to write down your defining life moments, do you know what you would include? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I went through those um, 18 verses over there in Joshua chapter 24, and um, I tried to kind of make mine, you know, uh, parallel, I guess, oh, like wow. following his examples. Uh-huh. But um, I, I don't know how well I've done with that. But, okay, so one, obviously putting my trust in Christ at age 11 and I say putting my trust rather than a profession of faith because I, I didn't go and follow up and get baptized. But I remember specifically with my grandmother re- thinking, I don't ever want to be separated from you. And she told me, baby, one day I will, I'm going to die, but I'm going to heaven and you can go to heaven too. And I'm like, grandma, you just tell me how to do that and I will do it. And so she walked me through the prayer of salvation. And um, so that was, and so I put my trust in Christ at age 11. Um, I, uh, I also look at the years of my life falling to sleep, listening to my grandmother's prayers for me and my mm-hmm. family. That was an incredible life moment uh, for me. Um, three, my dad adopting me at age 16. That was, it is, kind of reestablished my identity and my value, if you will, personally. Um, four, I was thinking of all of the 40 years in the desert and all of mm. the, um, the the long journey where Joshua says that God protected them. And I thought, okay, that's kind of similar to God protecting me during my eight years of uh, working in the hotel casino business, um, unknowingly working alongside uh, mafia, Chinese triad, sex trafficking. Oof. And, um, you know, I'll never forget um, when I was finishing up college, a young man who I had, you know, like gone out to, you know, we'd work graveyard shift and then we'd go out together and grab a uh, breakfast down at one of the casinos and we chat. He was super nice young man. And I'll never forget when my professor came to me and, you know, let me know if I knew, 
uh, where he was, um, only to find out later from the dean that he had been found in a trunk in the desert, chopped into pieces. Oh my and I gosh. thought, how close was I to to that? And how could mm. that, you know, what was he involved in that I wasn't aware of? And I just, mm. you know, was so thankful for God's protection over and over again. Um, and then I look at God giving me the opportunity to go to Australia on full scholarship as an ambassadorial scholar uh, through Rotary and getting my master's degree and getting to stay in Australia for five years. That was such an opportunity that that I could never have achieved myself. I mean, God's hand moved in that. It was just uh, just such a phenomenal opportunity. Um, of course, marrying a man of quality uh, when I graduated from from college and then getting to see him grow into this amazing father. That's been incredible. Um, God giving me the desire and joy uh, to be a mother, something I had never thought I wanted to be, and God really changing my heart and giving me a new desire for that. Um, I would say, oh, the last one, God opening doors for me to be able to get a 501c3 uh, approved. It's a corporate nonprofit, mm-hmm. which are rarely given out these days. And so um, that was that's kind of been um i guess those are my those are my defining moments there's so many it's hard to just pick a few carrie i know it is and i i think the lord gives us these moments that really are befores and afters right before um you know you went to australia and after australia what an impact um God had on your life while you were there down under. Um, and I just, you know, realizing these moments, I think it's important for us to look back on our lives and, and put the stake in the ground sometimes and see um, how was it before and how is it after and how are we using those things, as Miss Evelyn said, to always put God first in everything. How are we using these life events? Because we can sit and wallow in the fact that um you know, something terrible happened to us, and that's a life event. You know, um, we we absolutely can do that, Miss Evelyn. We can um, allow ourselves to dwell in that space mm-hmm. in a negative way, right? But what, what Joshua did here with the Israelite people is he challenged them on the other side of things. Um, you know, maybe some life events were not earth-shattering, um, but back to our scripture, Joshua, you know, he reminds the people of a time when their ancestors lived beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. And what he, he means by that is, you know, this was kind of the boundary between the, these two kinds of, a, of existence, this worshiping other gods existence and this new existence uh, with a covenant with God. And, you know, he he wanted them to understand that this was the after time, the time after God established this this covenant. And he speaks of other moments that mark the lives of the people, the plagues on Egypt, the deliverance from captivity, the deliverance from the wilderness, the protection from enemies. Um, Kathy, I love how you looked at your life and kind of try to parallel um, that with along with what Joshua was, was saying. And then the ultimate provision of this land that God gave them and towns for the people to live in. That they, they didn't build that themselves, but they were given this land. And then he comes to this moment of true definition. 
and he says to the people, Now, if you are unwilling to serve God, you got to choose on this day right now whom you will serve. When we return to Love Talk, friends, we're going to get insight from Miss Evelyn on why she thinks Joshua asked them this question at this time in this space. He said, some of you may be unwilling, but you've got to decide right now whom you serve. When we return to Love Talk, we'll answer this question and we'll dig deeper right into this verse. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies. Oh, friends, we just have a small amount of time left with you today. We are examining life moments today, memorable life moments, Mm -hmm. and really uh, using the scripture in Joshua 24 to um, as a guide. You know, Joshua goes and he's talking with Israelite people. He's he's recounting their journey, and now Miss Evelyn. He has said he he's he's recounted this journey, all of these befores, the afters, and now that here they are, they're in the after, and, and and Joshua is posing a question to them. He's like, hey, all right, I need you to understand something, Israelite people. If you are unwilling to serve God, you've got to figure it out. You must choose this day whom you will serve. Miss Evelyn, why was it important for Joshua to not only you know, give them these before and afters, but pose this question to the people. Well, you know, when pain comes, confusion follows so often. If it's major or big or changes, you mm-hmm. know, the hardest thing in the world sometimes to learn uh, to uh, endure, and it is endurance, is when you get too old to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just part of living, uh, and it applies to uh to individuals as well as he was he was talking to a nation here but he gave them three mm-hmm. things and I want to point out those out first thing he said was that um, you've got to um, uh, have power you know where is your strength going to come from mm-hmm. you've got to have power mm-hmm. you've got to have God's purpose mm-hmm. and most importantly God's plan mm-hmm. so when we're facing these things first of all is 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 what is the purpose for this, and what is God's plan for this, mm-hmm. uh, and where will I get what I need to have for it to really be a part of my life? And that's power, money, whatever, children to help you, whatever. Those three things changed a nation. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, and it could change our nation today if we really would put forth a vision and uh, uh, energy. And a commitment to serve the Lord Jesus in every way we can in the arena outside, in our home and in the arena of our township. Mm. So it's simple. He planned purpose and power. Mm. And it's free. It is free. That's right. Now, Kathy, um, you know, these verses are so, I, I just, I think they're so important, especially Joshua twenty four fifteen. You know, he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you'll whom you'll serve, whether the gods of your ancestors or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What kind of insight do you have, Kathy, on this very pivotal choice that he's asking them to make? 
Well, Joshua calls the people to make a choice. And uh, of what will they do? What will they do this day? And I think it, it really forces us to realize we have to make a choice this day, not not for tomorrow, not over, I should have done that yesterday, mm -hmm. shoulda, coulda, woulda, but today, what will we do? What are going to be those values and principles by which we will live? And so I'm just, I have, I have some questions, friends, and I want you to ask yourself um, that in light of Joshua's words, we are invited to, to ask and hold ourselves accountable to these choices. Will we live, will, or excuse me, will our lives be marked and defined by moments of selfishness, self-indulgence, or by the mo moments that we choose to serve others and make the situation not about ourselves? <clears throat> will our lives be marked and defined by moments of scarcity and dissatisfaction or by moments of generosity and contentment? Will our lives be marked and defined by tightly held grudges or by gracious forgiveness of others? Mm. Will our lives be marked and defined by guilt and shame or by the grace and mercy of God? Friends, who, who or what we choose to serve really defines our everyday moment in our, in our lives. And all these moments are often marked by uh, these before and afters. And so, friends, choose today who you will serve. What will your life be about? What will mark your life? Uh, what is going to be the banner that is over you as you love walk and love talk each day? Absolutely. You know, as we just dissect our defining moments, you know, um, <clears throat> I know for me, I have some painful defining moments, honestly. They're ones I don't, I do not like to talk about. I don't even like to admit. Um, but it's part of my journey. It's, it's part of my journey. And the Lord just showed, showed so much graciousness and, and grace to me. Um, and I think one of those questions, Kathy, that, that, you know, you posed is, will our lives <clears throat> be marked by, by guilt and shame? Or will they be marked by grace and mercy? Right? I mean, we choose that. Will our, our lives be marked? You know, I, I know that um, some of us have incredible hurts and pains from people who have hurt us, people who have, who have literally stabbed us, to, okay, figuratively, stabbed us in the back um, and, and, and slandered na our name. You know, will... Will we be marked by that grudge that we just want to hold? Or will we be marked by moments of forgiveness? Those meaningful moments, um, as we dissect them, choose this day whom you will serve, as Joshua says to the people. Um, for whomever you choose this day will be the door to your next defining moment. Mm -hmm. Right, Miss Evelyn? If we continue to choose hurt and bitterness, if we continue to choose shame and and greed, that literally opens the door to more shame and more greed and more bitterness and more more um, ugliness that we're demonstrating in our lives. But if we allow God to come in and take over, that door can change instantly, right? So, Miss Evelyn, what 
what does God want to be the ultimate defining moment in our lives? Well, he says, for God so loved, he gave. Mm. What was that he gave us? It was the gift of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the power of his Holy Spirit operative in our lives today. And the all of this is wrapped around one word. L-O-V-E. Mm. For God so loved that he himself made a decision. And we're living under that decision today. And the decision is love. It's love. He so loved, he gave. And mm. that's what we can do. Mm-hmm. It's, it, when you put it like that, Miss Evelyn, I, I'm always struck by how you say things. You know, when you put it like that, he, he loved, so he gave. When yes. we're wrapped in that love of Christ... We can't not give, right? That's We just want to give that love away, which is exactly what he did. Well, Kathy, do you have any final words uh, today, um, thoughts for our listeners as we begin to wrap up our, our memorable moments today? You know, I love what you said about the doors and you know how on some of these sci-fi movies they have where you kind of dial the door, like if you dial it, it'll be the Sahara Desert. If you dial another one, it'll be like Antarctica. Mm -hmm. I just want our friends to think as you are preparing to go out the door, as you're going to prepare to open that door, what door are you dialing into? As you're opening that door, are you stepping through the threshold of love and grace and God and others, or are you stepping through the threshold of bitterness and envy and dissatisfaction? The door that we choose to open and step through today, those are the doors. Those are the only doors that we're going to invite, be able to invite others to step into and through so we want to be we want to be uh, conscious and purposefully choose what doors we walk through so that we can invite others to walk through those same doors with us. Mm. And you know what? Those doors, um, when we choose to walk through those doors, I tell you what, our our lives are so rich mm-hmm. and so full. And those, it's it's the gate, mm. the gate. Mm-hmm. Jesus repeatedly talks about the gate mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, you know, the gate. But, you know, when we look at it from God's point of view, it's so simple. And it's just should be for us. And that is L-O-V-E, love. It's right, Miss Evelyn. I would solve a lot of our problems for today um, in this world if uh, we channeled that love um, into really loving on others like Christ has loved us so freely, so freely. You know, friends, what, what are your defining moments? What are your memorable moments? I know that some are painful and some are joyous. You know, some of those moments we didn't choose for ourselves, um, and they're still painful. And we're working through those, and, and, and we're trying to figure out how they're going to shape the rest of our lives through Jesus Christ. But you know what? The Lord gives us a way. He gives us a way, and that's through his son, Jesus. 
And he wants us to know him personally. He wants us to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Because, friends, that's the path. When we put God first, that's the path. These other things start falling into place as we seek his face. You know, to wrap up the scripture, Joshua in Joshua twenty four twenty four, at the very end of the chapter, he asked them again, whom will you serve? And the people said to him, the Israelite people said, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. I pray that for you today, my friends, as well. For Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we thank you so much for joining us today on Love Talk, and we'll see you next week right here on Love Talk.